joy to the world. We, we kind of had a theme for this year, uh, for this Christmas, and that is that all everything seems to point to Jesus. When we were reading the scriptures, we just saw that everything, everything points to Jesus. And before I even get to that, I, I want to talk about like knowing, uh, not just knowing God, but being known. I don't know about you, but I, I, I in my reading and in my uh, uh, just in terms about relationships. To be known by someone, like fully known by someone, is such a wonderful and, and necessary thing that we need in our lives. So, like, I remember, for example, like with my wife and I, uh, you know, we got married, she, she didn't know everything about me. Uh, and after 34 years, I think there's still some things that I don't know about me that she doesn't know about. Uh, but I remember when we first got married, and uh, there was still some things that, you know, we didn't fully share. And I had some things deep inside me that I was like, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't share with her. And it wasn't until a couple of years in and there was something that I just knew I needed to share with her. And I was like, I was afraid to do it. I was actually afraid to do it. So I like kind of waited until she was, uh, we were like, she was almost asleep. I figured that was a good time to do it because she's just going to hear it and go to sleep and, you know, it'll be easy for me. So she was just about ready to fall asleep, and I said, hey, Carol, I need to tell you something. And, and so she just kind of rolled over, and she's half asleep, and she's like, what? And, and, and so then I, I shared this, this something that was deep inside me that I, I shared to her. And I was, as I was sharing, I was even afraid. But after I got done sharing, she just kind of like reached over. She put her arm around me. She gave me a kiss, and she said, it's okay. I love who you are. I love to know you. And for me, it was very, very freeing to have someone know deep inside me, know me, and understand who I am. And I know that every one of us needs that. We need that. And, and so we can have that in our relationships. We can have that in our marriage. Uh, like my kids, you know, I don't know if, you ha if you've had kids that, that have started to grow up. And, and, you know, when they're younger and they're like three years old, I mean, it's a great time because you walk in the house and they're like, Dad! And they run up to you, you know, you know, but when they're 13 and you walk in the house, you're like, where are you? Where are you? Because they're all gone and off. And, and, and yet when they were 13 and up, I wanted them to know me and I wanted to know them. I really wanted them to know some things that when they were younger, they couldn't understand. But now they could. And I wanted them to know me and I wanted to know them. And in the Bible, uh, there's a verse that just kind of shouts out to me. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20, it says, out in, the open, out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out at the city and makes her speech. And makes her speech. And so you get this picture of people walking along the streets and wisdom is just shouting out, like trying to be known. And I believe that's the same with God. God wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not of the opinion that God hides from us. I really don't believe that God hides from us. I know people will come to me and say, well, you know, what is God's will for my life? I'm telling you, God will tell you. Like what, what parent, you know, if a child walked up there and said, what am I supposed to do? will go, well, I don't know, you, you need to like, you know, I'm going to hide for a while and you've got to find me in order for me to tell you. It's not, it's not the way it is. God, it's easy for God to know us. I mean, he already knows all our thoughts. He knows 
all our insides. He knows everything about us, every part, every thought and, and every action. He sees it. He knows it. And that's great to be known that way. But God wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. You know, like, I mean, I grabbed my grandchild over here, and, you know, I was holding him, and it's, there's nothing better than, like, when he comes in the house, and he's only six months old, and, and he, you know, he's like, he, you know, he's off in la-la land, you know, and he's just looking around. But then all of a sudden, he sees me, and, like, he smiles because he recognizes me, and I'm like, whoa. He kind of, like, as much as he can, he knows me. I remember this uh, one... One uh, very, very, very smart man. Intellectual, just genius. And, and actually, he was a linguist as well. And, uh, and he was struggling. He was in a, a depressed time, and his parents called me. He was in his uh, like early 20s, and, and uh, so the parents called me and wanted me to talk to him. And we got into a discussion, and he looked at me, and he, he said something that for three days I couldn't get out of my mind. He goes, he goes God is so big and so like way out there he's so 20 dimensional that like you are like nothing but a little tiny nothing how do you think you can know him and i was like and it actually took me back and like for three days i'm like you know there's a lot of truth to that I, i was walking around thinking about that until i realized about babies Babies, they know their parents. Like they, they don't know how big they are. They don't know how tall they are. They don't know how, uh, you know, anything. Like they don't know their career. But they have a sense that they know them. Like they recognize the difference between a stranger and their mother. And that's how we can know God. And God wants us to know him. He's Over and over in the Old Testament, he says like in Deuteronomy, he says... He showed you these things so that you would know that the Lord is God. In, a, in Exodus, it says, I, I, will take you, uh, I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am God. In, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God has made, they can see clearly his invisible qualities, his external power, his divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing him. He wants us to know him. He does, I mean, that is, that is his, he just wants you to know him. And I believe as you know him, you will change and all these other things will happen. And so when I began to look at the, 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 the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, when I began to look at the scriptures, I realized that everything, everything surrounding it was pointing to Jesus. Everything was pointing to Jesus. And and I believe in your life, in my life, in our life, I'm telling you, if you open your eyes, everything will point to Jesus. You will see him everywhere. I was talking to someone the other day and, and, you know, he struggles to, he hasn't experienced God and, you know, he's not even sure that, you know, there is a God. And I remember I said to him, I said, you know, he, he, I just said, I said, everything points to God. He goes, I don't see him. And I say, I see him everywhere. I see him in everything. Even in this COVID junk. Every time I say that word, I've got to give it a bad name. Sorry. Uh, you know, even in that, 
God has revealed himself in things. We have been able to see him through this stuff. He's trying to show us things. And so in the, in the, in the, in the Bible, we see that everything points to Jesus. Like, for example, you know, there's like, some have estimated around 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. 300 prophecies about who Jesus would be, about his birth, about everything about him. Matter of fact, there's like 48 specific ones. And many of them talk about where he will be born and, and, and who he will be and even his heritage. All of this stuff. It was so specific that they have said that the odds of someone fulfilling those prophecies is 1 in 13 trillion. That's mathematicians saying that. It's 1 in 13 trillion. It's kind of like taking all of Java, right? the island of Java, the whole island of Java, filling up the island of Java this, this high with like coins. And in there, somewhere in there, there's one gold coin. And you, closing your eyes, going, being, you say, drop me somewhere in the middle of, or anywhere in Java. And you reaching down in that pile and pulling out that coin. The chances are that big that, um, that you would pick that gold coin. And that's kind of the, so this is why when I, when I study these things, I see the, the idea of Jesus. And I look at the scriptures, and I'm like, whoa, you know, he... He was so specific. And, and not, only, not only are these prophecies, but then when, when we see when, when, the, when the leaders during that time, remember when the Magi in Matthew chapter 2, I believe it is, when, when the Magi came, they said, hey, uh, Pharisees, you know, or Herod said, hey, tell me where the birth of Jesus is. Tell me when he's going to be born. And they like were able to specifically... Go to the scriptures in the Old Testament. Go, oh, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. I mean, I could show the, the verse up there, somewhere up there, Matthew chapter 2. But like showed specifically when he was born, where he was born. They knew exactly when he was. And they told Herod, hey, it's Bethlehem, man. That's where he's going to be. So like not only did, did, did all these prophecies point to Christ, but even the very fact that he would light up scripture during that time and show people uh, who Jesus was. And that's why I believe that if you honestly will just open up the Word of God and start reading it, you know, and, and whether you start in the Old Testament or the New Testament, if you, if you really look at it and you say, God, show me where you are, you'll begin to see Him, not only in the Scriptures, but He'll birth it in your heart and you'll go, wow, Jesus is is really who he says he is. And so this not only is, is it in, in the prophecies, but also in the scriptures all over, if you read and you look, you will find Jesus everywhere. I mean, there's story after story of people who didn't believe in Jesus who said, I'm going to go study uh, the Bible. And they studied and they came to the conclusion that, wow, he is who he is. He is who he says he is. The third thing is that, you know, when they look, that God, like, okay, so he gave prophecies, he, he, he lit up the scriptures so people could see who he is. But that wasn't enough. So what does he do? He sends angels. He sends angels down, right? And he goes to the shepherds. And he says, listen, angels to the shepherds. Hey, guess what? Go check out in the town tonight that, 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 that even angels point to Jesus. Now, I, I, I asked this in the first gathering, so I'll ask it here. How many here, has anybody here ever encountered an angel? Has anybody? Raise your hand if you've encountered an angel. Am I the only one in life? Okay, amen. Anyone else? Uh, angels, I guess, are, you, do you know the Bible actually says that you never even know that you're, uh, 
entertaining an angel. You wouldn't even know it sometimes. But angel, I really believe in angels. I, I, when I say believe in them, I believe that they exist. I believe God created them. And I believe they actually intervene into life. I mean, I see it in scriptures. And, and if you ever want to know my story about this angel, I'll tell you. It actually happened in, 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 in Bali. A pretty crazy adventure, but, you know, it was amazing. So angels came to the shepherds and they're like, yo, wake up. The baby is being born. The Messiah is coming. Everything. God wants us to know him. He wants us to find him. He's not hiding. He is wide open in the open air and he wants you to find him. And, and you can if you look for him. If you simply look for him. The Bible's all over this place. It says, you, if you seek him, you shall find him. When you seek him with all your heart. You can find God. It's not a mystery. He is available to you. By the way, if you're online and you had an encounter with an angel, put it in the text. I want to I talk to you about it. Because I love to hear those stories. They're, they're quite amazing. So angels, right? Not only angels, but I mean, let's come on. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest about what, what about life, you know. Um, oh, I could chase a rabbit right now. I'll chase him for just a little bit. Oftentimes I hear people, oh, you know, it was so much uh, simpler back then or so much better back then. Even some would say uh, we have evolved so much more than back then. And that's not really true. I don't believe that. I believe... Technically, yeah, okay, they didn't have lights, sound systems, they didn't have that stuff. But honestly, has the heart of man really changed that much? No. Same. Same. Same amount of evil, same amount of desire to know God. You know, I've heard it said that the less people are after wanting to find God. I don't believe that either. I believe it's all the same. So when you go all the way back and you think of this story of Jesus, I mean, come on, let's think about Joseph for a second. I mean, this guy, come on. His fiance comes in and goes, guess what? You know, I'm pregnant. And, you know, this, this baby's from God. Now, come on. Come on. How many guys would just go, yeah, sure. I believe that. Matter of fact, the scriptures say he struggled with it. He was struggling with it. It was real. It was honest. And, and during the time where he was struggling most, what happens? God wants him to know. So God gives him a dream. And in that dream, he comes to him and says, guess what? This is the truth. And it was, must have been such an amazing dream, such a, like a, a powerful dream that like he woke up and he's like, whoa. I mean, we see this in scripture all the time with dreams. How many here have had a dream? They woke up in the morning and they knew it was a dream from God. Raise your hand if you've ever had that. You know, a lot more dreamers out here. You're all dreamers. You're not angel lovers. I'm just kidding. But you know, I mean, come on, I remember one time I was out camping. I don't know why I was camping, but I was out camping. And um, we were heading back to the, you know, the, the city afterwards. And, and I had a dream that night. I woke up and I was like, oh, this is a godly dream. This is like a real godly dream. And in the dream, he showed me five scenes, five different scenes. And that day, every one of them came true. Like I'm sitting in the scene going, I was just in a dream in the same exact situation. And I knew what the guy was going to say. And I knew, like by the end of the day, I knew that this was a dream that God was leading me through. And just so you know, it was a dream that the, the fifth scene, I'll be honest and tell you that what, in the fifth scene, basically, 
God was going to send me to hell. And I'm sitting in there and all this is happening in front of me. And I go, I don't want to go to hell. So I repented. God got me to repent. And I repented and I changed my life right then. And it really was crazy time. And, and I thank God for that dream. Because at the end, he was like, uh, you, you better repent, dude. You know, and, I, and by the fifth, fifth scene, after everything else happens, I know like this guy standing in front of me. I'm like, I don't want the end to happen, you know. So I repented. But God will give you a dream. Why will he give you a dream? Because he wants you to know him. He is sending signal after signal after event after situation in our lives because of one reason and one reason only. He desires that you know him. He already knows who you are, but he wants you to experience him. He wants you to know him. So dreams, angels, all of these things. Okay, then he's got some, he's got some crazy astrologists, right? He's got guys that study stars, that look up in the, and, and, and read their future in the sky. And he wants them to know him. So what does he do? Boom, he puts up a star in the sky so that they will follow him. I, I, this says so much to me about how much God really wants us to know him. He will meet people wherever they're at. He will meet them where they're at. I, uh, there's a, there's a young, a young uh, uh, person we met just a little while ago who was really deep into... Uh, he, she was just really deep into uh, what they do out in Ubud. I'll just say it that way. And she said to me, I, she, she, came to, she came to ICC and, and she's following Jesus now. And I love what she said. I said, you know, well, what happened? And she said, Jesus found me. What a wonderful statement. Like she didn't say, I found God. She said, Jesus found me. See, he's searching so much to find us. He wants to, to find us. He wants to, us for us to know him. So he's got these guys studying the stars, and you'll say, well, that's all messed up. Yeah, but God still wants them to know him. So he puts a star. He uses nature. As a matter of fact, there's so much in nature that will just testify to God's glory. The, the Bible says, uh, where is it? Uh, in Habakkuk 2, he says, the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. All you have to do is look up. All you have to do is just look up, look around, and God's saying, know me. You can know me. You can even look into nature, and you will learn to know me if you really look. God wants everyone to know him, and that's why everything points to Jesus. You know, and that's why he, he, what, he wants the poor to know him. He wants, you know, he wants the shepherds to know him. He wants the, the lowest of low to know him. He wants the rich to know him. He, he'll, he'll put the stars in the skies because I think those guys had some money. He'll put stars in the skies so that finally the, the rich will stop chasing the star of money and they'll stop chasing the star of David. You know, he, he'll do any, he wants rich, poor, black, white, red, yellow, anyone. He wants all, all of creation to know him. Now, here's the thing, because if you know him, there's a reason why he wants you to know him. If you know him, you can have, 
Not experience. You can have it, meaning he'll give it to you. Eternal life. It's interesting. When you read the scriptures, when you read the scriptures, there's plenty of places where Jesus says something quite challenging. He says, he says, be gone with you or get away from me. Right? And basically he's talking about sending them, not giving them eternal life in heaven. He's saying, be gone with me for you didn't know me. You never knew me. You never knew me. He didn't say, be gone with you because I don't know you. He's saying, you don't know me. And he doesn't want to give people uh, that, that, that exit because he wants to give them every chance to know him. And so we can know him. And when we know him, Jesus said what? Jesus said, e eternal life is knowing me. That's what he said. Eternal life is knowing me. And what does he say? He says, man, everything I, everything I know I've revealed to you. Everything the Father has revealed to me, I've revealed to you. I, I am no longer your master. I'm your friend. Everything in him wants to be intimate with us. And I love that about God. I love that about Jesus. That like, not only does he know everything about me, but he, if I seek him, he will show me everything about him. Now, I don't know everything about him. One day I will. Actually, I don't even know that. that I think I'm going to ever be learning into this infinite, wonderful person of Jesus. But that's a whole, I won't go there. I'll, I'll stay away from that. So the first thing is, if we know him, we will have eternal life. The second thing is, knowing him, we will experience his power. Daniel says, it says uh, in Daniel 11, it says, but the people who know their God will be strong. The people that know him will be strong. I'm reminded of, of the story of Paul when Paul was on his travels telling people about Jesus and, and he was on the, the boat and, <clears throat> you know, the, the storms, winds and waves and you know, they're throwing things out of the boat and then finally they're saying, we're going to get out of here. And everybody's panicking except for the one who knows God. He's like, relax. Everybody's going to be safe. I know God and he's spoken to me. Just stay. Stay, stay calm. Because in the midst of storms, in the midst of trials, in the come on, we just went through two years of, ugh, I hate it. Anyway, we went through two years of it. And I'll tell you, if I didn't ever get a hold of God during those two years, you would not want to be around me. My wife wouldn't want to be around me. Because there were times where I was totally frustrated. But then I got to hear the voice of God. He opened his arms to me and said, Donald, I know you're struggling. I know that you're, you, you know, but I'm here with you. And you can know me. And if you know me, Jesus be the center of it all. It's all about you. It's all, right? We just sang it. It's all about him. Everything. And so once we get that and we get that understanding of who God is and we actually experience that, that, that wonder-working power that God has, woo, life is a lot easier. Amen? Final thought. God, Jesus wants us to know him so that what? We will be like him. Now you say, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is when he says he wants you to be like him, if everything 
that is going on in life, if stars and angels and dreams and prophecies and scriptures and all of these things, if everything is pointing to Jesus, he wants your life to point to Jesus. He wants your life to point to Jesus. Why? So that someone else can see you and you're pointing them to the king. So let's, like Haresh, he's always my friend over here. You know, let's say Haresh and I, we're, we're beggars and we're hungry and we have no money. And I find a guy who will give me bread. What do I do? Haresh, my friend, I found a guy to get something to eat. I'm pointing him to the source. You know, the Bible, and uh, oftentimes when we, when we teach in different places, you know, we teach English in different places, we always say that we're going to use the most read book in the West to teach English. Most read book? Bible. I don't know if you know that. They actually took it off the bestseller list. The reason why they took it off the bestseller list is because it was the bestseller every year since about 1950. Still is today. They just don't even put it on the list because it wins every time. Probably put it, didn't put it on the list for other reasons too, but we won't go into that. But there's a lot of people who don't read the Bible. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says you, what they call is a living epistle or a living book that is read by men. When they read your life, is your life pointing to Jesus? Because that's what a living epistle does. God wants us, because I know there's probably many out here who already know God. If you don't know God today, all you have to do, we'll pray in a minute. You can pray with me and you can open up your heart. I guarantee you God will show himself to you. I know he will. I know he will. But many of you have already done that. You know that. Now it's time for us to be the open book for those who have never read or experienced God. That's why Jesus said what in Matthew chapter 5? He said, let this light shine in you. Let your good works be like a light that people will see your good deeds and what? Glorify, meaning turn and look toward God. Glorify Him. They want to see you. I spent some time the other day talking to someone. I love this guy, man. I really love this guy. You know, if he has yet to experience God, it's okay. I, you know, I love talking to these guys. But you know what I found? It's really, you know, as a pastor, it's happened to me many, many times. But this, over and over again, he kept telling me stories of Christians that he knew <clears throat> that were not living epistles, that were pointing away from Jesus because they were acting like hypocrites or they were they were not you know they would say one thing and do another or they they you know when it came down to it and, and, and following Jesus or or just you know making money or whatever it was they would choose away from God and I found myself he would he was going you he would he was he would be talking goes, you know you you guys blah 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 I said you you're me what are you pointing at me for was it me? It makes my job hard, though. Sometimes it makes your job hard if you're trying to point to Jesus. So why don't we decide today to make our lives a living sacrifice? 
are here and you, you have yet to really experience God, I, I'm going to say a prayer. I'd like you to just, if you want to pray that 